going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 148, and we are recording this earlier than we normally do. Usually record on a Thursday, but we're recording on a Wednesday because I'm going to be away from my setup. So I was like, let's just knock this out now. We do not have a lot of comics to talk about, unlike last week that carried us for <laughs> two plus hours. Uh, we don't have a lot to talk about this week, so this might be a shorter podcast because we are doing it earlier. We do have some topics we're going to talk about. But for the most part, we're going to be relying on viewer questions and just kind of rambling for at least an hour. So, uh, yeah, yeah, just throwing that out there right now, uh, especially if you get this video early as well, earlier than normal. So just throwing that out there. But Clay is going to uh, tell me something about Joker rumors or something like that. Joker 2, I should say. I have not heard about this. I have not been keeping up with anything comic book related this week. It's been a stressful week for me because I've just been busy trying to get content out and working at my job. So, yeah, uh, Clay, what what's happening, man? So take this all with a grain of salt. So there has been some script detail leaks for Joker 2. They come okay. from World of Real. So it says here generally uh, they are a relatively credible source for film and Hollywood news. Mm -hmm. but lack an established track record for DC scoops. So just take this with a grain of salt. They do know what they're doing. They're yeah. just not actively like they're the number one people. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I'm just going to start naming some of these. These are like very small paragraphs. So there's about one, two, three that are kind of meaty that I want to get to you right now. So the first okay. one, Arthur Fleck escapes prison and goes on a killing rampage before meeting Lady Gaga's character, who is not Harley Quinn. I don't know where the media got that from, who hmm. is extremely deranged as well. But in her own way, the dynamic between the two is not straightforward romance, but is more Tom and Jerry. How do you feel about that? Okay. I mean, so Arthur or Lady Gaga wants to eat each other? I... <laughs> It's a yeah, very no. weird, like Tom and Jerry within itself. I, I don't know how the younger generation knows or if they do know Tom and Jerry, but yeah. Tom and Jerry is both a love hate relationship. Yeah, there's 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 times where they team up, but yeah. most of the time they're at each other's throats. You've heard the theory on why that was, right? No, the theory that uh, Tom is wait, I always forget what Jerry's the mouse, right? Okay, that Jerry played along with Tom, like trying to chase him around, because if if Tom if Tom didn't do his job of catching the mouse, they would have got rid of Tom. So Jerry was helping out Tom to have a home. Oh shit! Yeah, so <laughs> like they were dark. friends. <laughs> they were friends. Like that's a theory. Obviously, I mean, everybody thinks Fresh Prince died in the fight, and the the oh, yeah, shit yeah. is you know. But uh, it's an interesting thought because they were friends at times. And like, yeah, it could have been a like, oh, yeah, I'll help you out. So you keep your job, but just don't ever eat me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, sure. We're buddies. So I always thought that was an interesting way to look at the show. But yeah, I don't I don't know. That sounds really weird. Why not make her Harley Quinn? You might as well at this point. Well, not only that, but I feel like even if she wasn't Harley Quinn, mm -hmm. they could easily be like, yeah, change that. She's Harley Quinn now. Yeah, yeah. These are probably like really rough draft scripts, anyways. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's just the Tom and Jerry comparisons are really weird. 
So the second paragraph says, if the script is anything to go by, the film is 50 times more violent than any other mainstream comic book movie we've seen. The body count is through the roof and the deaths are extremely gruesome. There's multiple decapitations, torture scenes, and castration. Bombs going off and very clockwork orange style rape scene with the victim ending up dead. Ooh. Um, can you even do that anymore? I feel like people look, I mean, like, that's going to be, you know what? It, you want to know what's fucking funny? is you could have all of that. You could have the fucking body count. You could probably kill kids. You could probably do everything. But that rape scene is what people are going to talk about. Yeah. People don't give a shit about violence. Now, one thing, like I said, take this all with a grain of salt, of course. But the one big conversation that I've seen people have over this overall Mm -hmm. is that rape scene that they are talking about here. Yeah. And the fact that they're, they keep using because even in this other paragraph that I'm going to talk about, they're going to reference Clockwork Orange again. Yeah. And it's like this conversation that people are having now on Twitter, on Facebook, on Reddit. A lot of people are thinking this really does just sound like a very edge lord type of person trying to make a Joker movie. Yeah. And some people have even said that uh, Phillips is kind of that way so it could really go 50 50 in the Mm -hmm. sense of like if it's real or if it's not but to counteract that did you think joker was edgelord at all you know what i mean no so but what were the rumors that we got before it came out you know white supremacist kind of all that bullshit it could be the same people trying to drum up bullshit again yeah. So, like, this is definitely the one movie that I would super take with a grain of salt with any rumors because I made a video on this because when we first heard about this, I think it was still fresh into my YouTube days uh, as comic book person, not YouTube days in general. But um, I remember doing a video where some of the first rumors that came out said that the Joker paint, his mask and everything, was going to be cocaine. Yeah. He was going to put his face in cocaine and that the lipstick was going to be blood that he smears on his face. And it was going to be a cocaine joker. And so those were super fucking edgelord. So I could see this being the same shit. And you know what? If I was... Um, oh my god, I'm forgetting the director's name. Um, Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. If I was Todd Phillips, I would leak fake joker scripts, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would be like, you know what? People are going to try to get everything off of this. So I'm going to leak some of the stupidest shit because look what happened last time. And I would love for people to watch my movie thinking there's going to be a rape scene and then there's no rape scene. I would do the same shit. Why not? Yeah. He, he can't last... lose right now. He can't oh, no. Lose. I, I don't. I think anything that this movie makes is going to be a win. Yeah, for sure. Um, I still love the original musical shit. So is there anything in yeah. that rumors? So it says here, uh, the singing in the rain rape scene from Clockwork Orange <laughs> is the best way to what describe. Yeah, is the best way to describe the musical aspect mm-hmm. in this film. It's not La La Land or Star is Born uh, at all and will make all traditional fans of musical genres vomit and walk out of the theater. 
it also won't be the type of musical they're expecting from Lady Gaga at all. I don't want to spoil the ending for you, but let's just say it's not much of a possibility for a third Joker movie. This movie will blow people's minds if it's shot well. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I would be I would be shocked if there is not rape on Broadway. And I mean that in a play. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there have to be some fucked up plays out there that theater kids have witnessed. You know what I mean? I would be very shocked if that wasn't the case. Um, but if you're a theater kid and you you know have watched a bunch of plays in your life, uh, let me know. Um, but I just I would be shocked because I feel like that would be like rape is very controversial, right? Like yes. a lot of people think that it has no place anywhere. But I'm like, you could say that about a lot of things. You know what I mean? It's real life. It's fucking, it's terrible. I don't wish it on anybody. I've unfortunately no women that have been through it. And it's the fucking worst. I, I hate and hearing about it. We've said it before. It is very ignorant to act like it doesn't exist. Yes. And I feel like people have that same mindset. They're like, well, if you talk about it, it'll happen more. No, it's going to happen no matter what. Like we could wipe it off of the face of the earth when it comes to entertainment and it would still happen. And the yeah. thing is, is because it doesn't get reported like 80% of the time and women just live with it. And that's unfortunate. So like, I think there are sometimes when you experience things in movies that you're just like, I would never want that to happen to somebody I know. And that's how it changes you. You know what I mean? Because the performance was so powerful. Now I'm not saying every movie needs to have that in there. I think it's very rare for something to do that, but I don't ever like the uh, the possibility of taking something off the table because you don't know why a creator chooses or chose to do that in a film or wants to do that in their their written works, right? Um, I have, like I've said, I've had to speak with women. I've had you know phone calls of when it's happened after, and it's one of the worst fucking things you can go through. But I would probably write that into a story because of that emotion that is so raw. You're just like, fuck. Like, it's it's something that happened to me. It's something I experienced. So if I had a character that had to answer that phone call, I can write it as true as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't like the idea that, like, how could you put that in your story? I'm Because like, it's fucking real life. That's why. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. I think that would be the one thing everybody talks about in that movie. Like, ugh disgusting film i cannot believe that they put rape in this movie like blah blah, blah you know what i mean um but they're gonna be people who'll be like nah man the way that thing was done like it was it showed his true villainy like it was fucking awful well um, not so. only that but like how many other films that are not joker or comic book related have rape in them there's plenty of movies yeah. that do yeah so, so i feel like it will be a little uh hypocrisy among moviegoers yeah they're like this is the worst thing cinema could do you know yeah for sure i mean there are oscar award-winning films that have rape in them so like i'm pretty sure i can say that factually but if i'm wrong for any movie buffs out there let me know but i'm pretty sure there are um but yeah i don't know i i'm not gonna believe anything until i see it at this point you know what I mean? Because like I said, this could be La La Land with Joker, and I would fucking love it. Um, now, well, real quick, you know, because the whole, like, cocaine thing, like, reminded me of, like, oh, shit, that was an actual rumor. Yeah. Was there any rumor that actually ended up being true? 
to that movie? Not that I know of, but I stopped covering it after a while. Um, well, you know what? I think one rumor was that Bruce Wayne would be involved. Yeah, but I feel like that was a given no matter what. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like the shitty, like, uh, Grace Randolph could make that and be right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you could, what, are the, what is the saying? A broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah. So, like, you know, anybody can throw shit out and eventually get something, you know? But that just seems like the most obvious fucking thing. Now, if you would have been, like, Selena Kyle's in it and that would have been right, I would have been like, oh, fuck. All right, that was a scoop. Because there's no guarantee that Selena Kyle needs to be in anything. Um, so yeah, I mean, the rumors are, I don't know the thing. The one thing that would worry me is them trying to overdo the gore and grittiness. I think Joker had the right amount of like violence. And and that's what I was telling some of my friends that actually read this because mm -hmm. I mean, people want to stay away from possible spoilers. Yeah. But I said, I think the real deterrent saying that this might be fake is the amount of gore that they're trying to put out there because yeah. the first Joker movie, the really like the one big gory scene mm -hmm. was, uh, Arthur killing the dude in his own apartment. Yeah. That yeah, was, that was the that, worst scene for sure. That was the worst scene. And then the second one was him shooting Robert De Niro. That was yeah. it. Yeah. And they were both like one was very gruesome and one was very quick. Here in these in these leaks or whatever, it's saying there's castrations, there's decapitations. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be a giant gore fest. And we've talked yeah. about it a little bit about how you could probably get away with all the psycho shit and then mm -hmm. saying like, oh, none of that is actually real. It's in their head. Like you could possibly chop that like chop that up to what's happening here in these leaks. Yeah, but I'm not entirely sure. I'm not convinced. Well, the thing, too, is those two deaths in Joker, the ones you used, they served a purpose, though. That's the thing, yeah. too. Like, they were gratifying for the people that liked Arthur, right? Because they were both bullies to Arthur. Yeah. And you got the satisfaction of, like, oh, yeah, Arthur got his revenge. Now, granted, if you... Uh, if if you can't separate that from it being a movie and you're like, yeah, those guys fucking deserve to die. I would do the same thing. You need to get some help. But like as just somebody that I was watching the movie, I was like, fuck, yeah, dude, those guys were assholes. Like, yeah. I'm glad they got what they deserved. Um, but yeah, so there was like some gratis gratification for the, the protagonist. Right. But if you were to have Joker just mindlessly killing a bunch of people in this movie, then I'm like, why, though? Like, I get that he killed the lady at his therapist at the end, but I want to know, you have to give me a really good reason on why he's killing all these people. Are they, are they rich people? Are they part of the problem? Is he continuing that? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so especially, especially when you make that your, your, I, I'm, I don't want to say end goal, but like yeah. you said in the first movie, you gave purpose to those killings. Yeah. The mindless killing is more of the Joker that we know in comics. And mm -hmm. that's not what they established in the movie continuity. Deterring from that would be a huge left turn and may turn a lot of people off. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think that'll be curious, but I'm not going to believe anything that comes out for these Joker rumors because, you know, I got baited by the first rumors that came out in the first movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is, I got proven wrong the first time around. And at this point, I'm just going to watch the movie and I'll decide if I like it or hate it then. Because 
you know, last time I had all these grand, like, oh, yeah, fuck this, fuck that, blah, blah. And then uh, it blew my mind. And I watched it three to four fucking times in theaters. So, you know, um, that's why I always tell everybody, just watch the thing for yourself. Uh, don't take anybody else's word for it. Don't read the rumors. Just watch it for yourself. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I go off of on that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, did we have anything else besides that, though? Uh, the last thing here, which I think is hilarious, is just saying, no way this movie gets a PG-13 rating. Uh, duh, the first one you had a rated R like, rating. Yeah, like, who the hell said that? Exactly. So, again, it does kind of feel like some random person just trying to make it look like a, you know, hardcore Joker film, which yeah. is not necessarily what we got the first time. So why would, again, they deter from such a money-grabbing movie like the first Joker was? Yeah, that seems really weird. Um, and yeah, that's why people loved it, right? Because it was rated R. Um, but anyways, so I, that's pretty much all the news or anything that came out this week, right? Yeah. Which is pretty insane. So uh, since we kind of knew we were going to be kind of light this week when in terms of reviews, questions, and just topics in general... I asked Clay to think about something. This is something we've thought about, or we've talked about, I should say, on the podcast. And I kind of wanted to just both kind of just throw it out there, give her ideas and see where it goes. But I asked him, if you were given the power to remake DC Comics, the current DC Comics, somebody just gave you, like, you're the idea man, you're the one running DC Comics from now on. If somebody gave you that power, what would you change and how do you go about it? This is including stories, how you would run the business, kind of everything. So were you able to think about this or? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's something that I feel like most people who are really big into Marvel, DC, um, and read weekly, mm-hmm. feel. I feel like this question has got to come up at least a couple times a year. Yeah. Or a couple years. So yeah, I, I've I kind of have a solidified answer, and of course this is all hypothetical. We're sure. not in charge of this stuff whatsoever. But in my mind, my number one thing when it comes to DC Comics is uh, Justice League. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. One of the worst things a Justice League writer can do is, hey, I'm gonna write four to six issue arcs mm-hmm. and the world is at a like world. The earth is at a world ending event every six issues. Yeah. That gets really hard to write and really hard to read every single month. If yeah. not every two weeks, it's just way too much. And even for a world full of superheroes, almost a little too unrealistic yeah so the way i would have these going down and some people have disagreed with me some people have agreed with me justice league would be treated just how a team-up movie would Mm. a blockbuster event it would be a summer or a winter event yeah you find your villain whatever You have your normal line of comics, which I will get into detail later. But the team-ups, Teen Titans, all of that stuff. I feel like Titans, Teen Titans, they could possibly hook up or or team up 
a little bit more frequently than the yeah. Justice League, but the Justice League for sure is a team that only happens once or twice a year. Twice a year for a bigger story, once a year just for your like, hey, this is going to be a Justice League event. Yeah. It's going to, and the writer, whoever it may be, writes in advance all six to eight issues. So that way it comes out every single week. You're done just like that. So yeah. that way you're not waiting so long for the next issue. It's not like it's taking a little bit over three or four months. No, you're getting it one, like one summer, which is usually about two months anyway. And boom, you're, you're, you got it. You're done. That was an event. And depending on, you know, I think it could be a really big talking point mm -hmm. because it's happening so fast. You're like, Oh shit, this happened. And Oh shit, this happened. Yeah. And you could, depending on the type of story, tie in, maybe a side character so like if batman of course is on the justice league yeah his main title would not be a tie-in to that event because yeah. he's already in justice league gotcha so maybe nightwing or maybe uh if Martian Manhunter is not on the Justice League on this roster, because there's a huge roster, you know, things could change as far as that roster as well. But other heroes that aren't in the Justice League could have a tie-in. But again, don't make it like, oh, every single book has to have a tie-in. Yeah. You know, because that turns so many people away from an event. For sure. Especially when that. it comes, especially when you're reading it as it comes out. Because you're like, shit, I have so much to read. That's why people usually wait for a trade, for an omnibus or whatever, and then read it later. Because yeah. there's so much to read at that time. Now, you when you asked me this, you said, how would you reboot a franchise? Yeah. And I kind of like the idea of what they were trying to do with 5G mm -hmm. in the sense of having a solidified moment be the start of the DC universe. And that was, I think when Dan Didio accidentally leaked his like board behind him in an interview, yeah. it was stating that the first appearance of wonder woman in world war two is technically like the birth of the DC universe. It is like, mm -hmm. Hey, that is where heroes start. And here we are in, in modern day. I kind of like that. Yeah. So in that sense, I think a like not necessarily Wonder Woman, but let's say a justice society. These heroes that have not even been heroes their entire lives, they just had superpowers and they decide during one of the craziest times on earth world war ii they're like we finally need to do something and they meet accidentally boom hero just society you have jay garrick you have cyclone you have fate you have just the regular jsa yeah that is the birth of your superheroes um and then i would then that is a solidified moment in time mm-hmm 
I would then, I think the 52 books a month yeah. that DC always tries to push too much, way too much because you get titles that, yeah, m- there may be a handful of people who love blue beetle. I love blue beetle, but we know blue beetle doesn't sell. Yeah. So put them in something that will sell, put them in teen Titans, put them in a Titans, you know, give him a little bit more room to actually get read rather than putting him on his own title to fail. Yeah. So I would cut the 52 books in half, at least making it 25, 24 books a month. Uh, I think that you would need your core justice league and have origins for those characters. And whether it be because I remember we had this conversation about how it like I I think it was Jerry Conway that said, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, like DC and Marvel both need to be completely rebooted every 10 years to keep up with each generation of readers. I feel like it was a shorter time span than that. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I I don't agree with that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But if we're rebooting now it would make sense to put it in modern times so again these characters would start to be younger yeah but not necessarily super young you kind of play with your whole timey-wimey you know type of timeline in the sense that that some characters could have history yeah but you play around with their origins you get some of the classics uh as far as stories and you just play along with it um but I would say core Justice League is ideal. And then you start branching out from there. Like you legit, you don't have a Robin comic or you don't have a Superboy comic until yeah. he is reintroduced in Superman, in Batman, in Justice League or whatever. Yeah. And you legit just like a spider web branch out like that. Yeah. Nice. Uh, publishing wise. So you're saying you cut it in half. And then, so um, publishing wise, I still am a huge proponent for digital comics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would do uh, digital releases and I would have my writers and well, my creative teams of each book. We would be planning anywhere from a year and a half to two years in advance. And uh, so that way you can publish each book anywhere from two uh, every two weeks for each book until you really start to get a flow of things. Um, And you do, you do it manga style. You, you release those books. I would even go as far as saying you release it in black and white. And then when you release physical copies, you release a black and white copy and a colored copy. Nice. Noise. Yeah. So I would agree with a lot of that, to be honest. I feel like that's kind of like my motto too. I've always liked your, your justice league idea uh, because yeah, I think the justice league does need to just be a team up book every once in a while. And that would also kind of take away from having to build these stupid events like fear state or fucking year of the villain or whatever. It would just be justice league doomsday justice league fucking fallen hero or some whatever you're gonna fucking call it like it's the justice league 
a la, you know, followed by crazy, ridiculous title. And that way, one, it would be easier to collect because then people would be like, oh, yeah, all the team up books are going to just be Justice League books. So we'll go with that. So I, I would probably do that as well. Um, I would probably cut the the stories down to about 10 to 20 max. And I know a lot of people are like 10 books. Like that's fuck. If they even come out like every two weeks, that's just like, holy shit. Um, I would cut them down to 10 to 20 books, but I would probably increase the page counts. So I would make them from, instead of being summer 20 pages, they'd be like 40 or like 30 minimum, something like that. Right. So you're getting, you're getting like a bigger story out of each book especially if you're only going to get 10 because my thing is, is I want people to read kind of everything if possible. But if you have 25 books at $5 a pop, it's 120 plus books a week or, um, you know, whatever. Well, and that's, com- and that's something else, which is why I'm, I'm a big proponent in the digital comics is because yeah. you can give the masses all of these books for li- very little money yeah. but when you give a mass amount of people for a lot of money you still get that mass amount of money yeah you know yeah yeah and so when i say like 10 to 20 books those are like if we're if i'm keeping the loose leaf model you know what i mean like that's what i'm saying like the single issue thing which i'm not a big fan of i would actually get rid of it i would go digital comics but i would to kind of still keep the comic book people around we're going heavy on trades like we are going to be like, you know what, Tom King, you're going to release part one and part two of your series in six issues. So we're going to get two. And then if people want to wait for the deluxe, then all right, you know, we'll drop that. And then, you know, three months later, your second part drops. So people yeah. have enough time to buy that. Um, oh, we want a, you know, a Blue Beetle. We constantly talk about that, right? Six issue miniseries, bam, in trade. And just do it that way. And you do all of them and probably, you know, trade paperback a majority of the time, like the way mangas are Um, probably still in the comic book size, though, because I think people like the comic book size. So I would keep that. And then I would just really focus on the hardcovers. I posted one in Discord the other day of the Sin City where you could buy this crazy hardcover Sin City book and it came with like a drawing from Frank Miller or some shit. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I think more shit like that should happen. Um, but in reality, like I would keep it minimum. And then when it came to books in general, the reason why I would want to go trade paperback and start doing stories like that is I want to, I want to reboot the DC universe, but in two separate things, right? Like I would have divisions. Uh, well, actually I would kind of get rid of black label and I would kind of just be like, yeah, we have more mature books. They would just be labeled as mature. It wouldn't be like black label. But I would continue like, I don't know what I would title it. I would probably try to get something better. But I would have like legacy books, which is anything outside of the new shit can be written in legacy. This is just other else. Like if we want to call it Elseworld, that would be it. Anything can happen over here. You want Batman fucking somebody that's not Catwoman, that can happen over here. All of this kind of stuff just happens on this thing. Anything's on the table, nothing's off limits. Yeah. I would do that. But then I would reboot a whole new series of characters in a new thing where if you're like, hey, you want to start following the new shit, it happens here. You pick up book one and that's all you need to do. We're doing one book. We're not going to reboot number ones. We're not going to fucking do that to get the fucking price thing. It's going to be like the way manga is. It's going to be chapter one all the way to chapter a thousand. 
And uh, I'm not rebooting every four years. I'm not rebooting, you know, fucking every 10 years, like what's-his-face would do. One Piece has been going on for over 20 years. If you're telling me people can't read a story that's that long, you're fucking So my only, my only problem with that, and it does bring up the question, if your book starts with book one and then ends at whatever, mm-hmm. who does your who does your DC universe follow? Well, so you're rebooting everybody. And what I would do is you would need to take, you're going to have to solidify your, your writers, right? You're going to get the best of the best to write Wonder Woman. You're going to get the best of the best to write. And you're, you're signing them on for big contracts. Like yeah. you're doing, like you're going to be doing this for, it's not the, the amount of time doesn't matter. It's you need to deliver a hundred books, like a hundred chapters at least. You know what I mean? Like that's what I would go off of. Um, and you know, some people would be into it. Some people wouldn't, but I'm like, that's what you're doing. Um, and so I would go like that and I'd be like, we can't, and the way I would probably get the first like 50 in the bag before we even start and be like, yeah. you need to supply 50 books before we even launch any of these. And, uh, I would st- stagger them. So like Batman would come out one week, Superman would come out the next wonder woman would come out following that. And then it would repeat a cycle. Like they don't come out all on the same day or whatever like that. Um, Just to give somebody something to visit each week at a comic shop or, you know, weekly, it's a new book or whatever. And I don't know if I'd have them come out monthly or like bi-weekly or weekly. I like the weekly thing, but if you do that and you get 50 in the bag, that's one year's worth of content. You got to think about it like super far in advance. So I don't know if I, and and that's why like in, in Shonen Jump, Mm -hmm. it is weekly, but they do account for like holidays. So if there's a holiday that is really close to that Sunday release for manga, they go out and say, Hey, there's actually not going to be any releases this Sunday. Yeah. So you either release early on a Friday or you wait until a whole nother week comes around. And then instead of 52 chapters in that year, you only get a total of like because of how many holidays there are in each month and whatever. Yeah. You may only get close to about forty-two, like thirty-seven to forty-two chapters. Yeah. So you still have some of that fifty that you're aiming for to cover the first part of next year. Yeah, yeah. And so the biggest thing, though, like so the the model of how it would be done, I feel like I have a lot of weight, like a lot of leeway on how it would work. But the story wise, I would get a bunch of people together. Editors will 100% be involved in this. And I'm gonna, I would have strict editors to be like, if something fucks up and something is out of continuity or doesn't work, it's your ass. Like your job is only to make sure everything makes sense. Like that's the biggest thing. Like you're gonna read all of these books. You're gonna be like, well, this doesn't make sense because in book 20, you did this and you're saying this happens in book 40. Like that doesn't make any sense unless you explain it in a future book. And like, that is their job. Like I would pay editors to do that. Um, And you could have one editor, like do multiple books. You know what I mean? If that's all you're doing is reading and just keeping track, like as long as you have impeccable notes, you're good. Um, So I would do that. My other thing though, is I would take a bunch of the biggest stories. Like what are Batman's top 20 stories? What are Wonder Woman's top? I don't even know if Wonder Woman has 20 stories that would be top. Like, what are Superman's top 20 stories? And I would have a roadwork of how they get put in. So those stories would bleed into the new Batman, the new Superman, the new Wonder Woman in arcs. 
a la like the way manga happens, right? And yeah. you could tell them slightly different, but you would tell them over time. And that's how I would do it. And I would also try to be like, don't mention fucking dates. Don't do that. Just like it is happening. That way these books can stay relevant over time. Don't be yeah. like, it's 1989 and Batman. No, don't fucking do that. We're not doing that. Get it out of here. If you want to say it's January, that's fine. That's cool. But I'd rather be like, it's winter, it's fall. Do that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, and so I would go like that. But yeah, I would really just focus on getting some of the main stories and be like, let it play out over time. Because that way, then you know, it's easier to reference. And you just, my biggest thing, and we've heard it a million times is, I don't know where to start with comics. That's what everybody says. So I would create something, which I think DC and Marvel need to do. This is where you start. And it's going to go through everything. So you don't have to buy the other books. But if you want to read the originals and you want to read the classics, you go to the legacy section where we have everything. And there's still new random shit coming out all the time. But yeah. for the main story, our new canon, our main story, I would create something new. So you're going to talk about how Batman, you know, the first book is going to be the Wayne's dying for the bajillionth time. But you have to tell that story. You could tell it in a different way. You know what I mean? But that is the story. Like, yeah. this is my origin. Or, you know, you could probably wait kind of how it is in manga where you don't realize the origin until book 20. You know what I mean? If you want to just tell that story. Like, but the origin needs to be reset. We're going to tell that. You don't need to do it in book one. If, um, but I would do that. That would be the first, second, third arc or something like that. So I would go that way. But I do think that comics do need a new starting point because everything right now is fucking confusing. And any writer that's going to take over in the future needs to read everything prior to that. Like, there's no reason that writers shouldn't be able to write read the previous shit. <laughs> no reason. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, we're starting you on chapter 1000. Yep. Uh, but see, this is how you make it realistic. You're like, hey, you're going to start writing on 1000 because that's when this person's contract ends. They haven't even started their contract. So you yeah. have this much time to catch up to where they are. And then you read everything they publish. Yeah. Like, that's how you do it. Yeah. Well, you'd also need to have the framework done because you have to plan for, hey, people randomly die. Like, you know, we need to know your notes. Like, what were you going to do? Like, what is happening in these next arcs? What's happening? Like, we need to know that. You know what I mean? And that's where I'll be honest. I think that's where it gets a little dicey mm -hmm. because there's you you see it all the time it's petty shit but you see it all the time these writers we've seen it with batman will legitimately m go out of their way to say hey this thing that this other person wrote right before me yeah, yeah. fuck that we're doing this yeah like yeah we've seen that a lot and i think that you can get into a little trouble in the sense of people butting heads when doing this, but mm -hmm. it's the most realistic thing to keep a main continuity going. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's, that's definitely, I mean, that's an ego thing. And I feel like you need, that's where you would need to stamp it out with an editor, right? Like your editor is being like, yo, uh, if you can't fucking follow the rules, get the fuck out of the, get out of the room. You know what I mean? And yeah. I feel like a lot of editors nowadays have to play with the diva writers, you know? But if you were to... I'd be like, if you don't want to fucking write this, we have Legacy over here, bitch. You go write a fucking Legacy if you want to write your shit story. 
But if you're going to be on this title, and I would make that title, it pays more. You know what I mean? Like that main title pays more than the rest because you're you're not necessarily going to have that hardcore freedom, but because you have to follow some rules, right? Like your story yeah. has to bend to the continuity of the previous shit. And now I'm pretty sure in manga over time, shit doesn't make sense, right? Like I'm pretty sure that happens in a lot of manga. But for the most part, we would try to keep it as like tied down as possible because yeah. you can see for the longest time, Marvel, the MCU made sense until it got really fucking crazy. And I don't think it makes as much sense anymore, but they try, right? Like, well, and here's something that manga doesn't necessarily need to deal with because mm-hmm. each story is originally their own. Yeah. Whereas DC and Marvel have a interconnected universe. Would you have crossovers? So the crossovers would be, again, something the editors would have to really work on. And so, and I think you 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 are totally fine with that if you're not saying shit is happening at the same time. That's why I would not say dates. Like, you just don't make that happen. Now, if you have all these books starting at the same time, like Batman, Superman, whatever, you can be like, where is your 100 at? Like, I think you would have to think of crossovers in advance. Being like, yo, where are you at in 75 chapters? Like, can we do an event at 50 chapters for everybody? Can we do an event at 75? Like, what are your characters going to be doing at that time? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it would be definitely a different way to write. Like, you would need to think in advance. You can't do this, like, I don't know what I'm doing next week kind of shit. You can't tighten it up. You know what I mean? You yeah. have to fucking really think in advance. And so I would just have a stricter thing. And if some people can't write that way, then that's fine. Again, you have legacy. Go write some shit over there. If you want to take your time and do whatever you want but I would want a new way to bring people in. And I would start building all of my shit off of that. My new TV shows off of that, everything off of that. And every once in a while you do a legacy story. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, go make a legacy movie. Cause right now all our movies and shit are taken from the same fucking stories using the same fucking characters. So it doesn't really matter. Right? Like I would be like, no, this is what you follow now. And I would go off of that because right now it's like, we're getting, the same repetitive shit anyways so I, I would like a new telling of these classic stories in a place where people can start and the the it's just going to continue forever because the idea that detective 1000 or whatever happened you go read detective one like the first issue and now detective 1000 that shit doesn't make sense all the way through a thousand issues you know it doesn't because yeah. they just it, they're, it's just a number it but, just yeah yeah there's so many stories that are not connected whatsoever yeah that Continuity and of course change within them the the writing styles change as, uh, as well so yeah you're you're absolutely right if somebody were to be like oh i'm going to read all because i'll be completely honest with you i am attempting and i'm not entirely super close to finishing it but you know when chadwick boseman died comicsology gave every single black panther comic for free yeah i decided i'm gonna go down this journey of reading every single black panther book it makes no goddamn sense yeah i bet reading from jack kirby's black panther issue number one or jungle uh jungle action number one to kirby in black panther number one and to the 90s stuff that stuff makes zero sense and they try to tie some stuff in some cameos and stuff but continuity wise it doesn't make sense yeah 
And that's where I would have the new starting point. And it's just like, that's where you go. And, you know, if you want to write on this, if you, because I think at that point, like if you were to build a new continuity that people have been following along for a long time, I would be driven to write that. You know what I mean? Like in my personal opinion, if DC were to come to me, right? Like say I make a name for myself writing or whatever. And they're like, we got the detective book for you. Do you want to write detective? I'm like, no, I want to write Batman. I want the main title. I don't want the fucking B title. Like, I want the main shit. That's my dream. Like, because everybody reads the main title. Not everybody reads Detective. You know what I mean? Like, I want the big one. And if you make a new big one, that is the new Batman, the new thing that everybody's reading, I feel like people would get in line to write that. You know what I mean? And again, I would be putting more emphasis on editors, right? My editor, if we build this voice for Batman, and we're like, Batman is this mentality. And like, he can change over time, right? There can be character progression in Batman. He could start off the gloomy, like I'm a loner type, but then he becomes a family man or he does whatever he does. He learns to work with people. That happens over time. That's totally fine. But this idea that he can just automatically chip Sadarsky it up and change, you know what I mean? That's not going to happen. The editor would be like, what is this voice for Batman? Batman doesn't talk like this. You need to change that. And that's what we need. I think that's what's missing from comics. They're like, Batman would not talk like this. And that's what you would have to do. And I think that's what the way I would approach it. So So here's here's something, and it's absolutely wild, and I don't think DC would do it. But let's say New Kid on the Block is very young. Let's say he is, let's say, 28 years old, is able Mm -hmm. to start writing comics. I love that it's young. You know, nowadays, I feel like it's not. I know. But 28 years old in writing, he starts Batman. He starts Batman on issue one. If he is writing well enough, people are buying his book. You know, people are really getting a kick out of it. Mm -hmm. And he just says, I don't want to let go of this title. And he's in DC Comics until age 60 do you do you let him freaking write for 32 years as long as it's selling and people like it and it's good yes i let him write as long as he wants um barring any kind of controversy you know you know he's not out here fucking pedoing it up or anything like that then yeah you let him write as long as he wants um because i don't like this idea of pushing out people that do good shit you know what i mean And again, that might be obviously something like this, like our visions for this to work. You need to remodel DC as a whole because obviously the people are at the top are the ones that are fucking shit up, right? Like they don't know comics. They don't do shit or we think they don't. And they're over here like, "Eh, this isn't good enough. Let's go ahead and change it, right? Like, oh, Batman needs to be mopey. Let's go ahead and do that. Let's change that up. You know what I mean? Like you would need to have essentially a whole new business mindset to approach comic books. And I kind of think that's what comics need right now, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and again, if you do the legacy stuff and where you're going to be able to bring in writers, like if a John Ridley wants to write a story, yeah, sure. We got a, we got an area for you to do that. But he, John Ridley would never touch the main continuity of something. You know what I mean? Cause John Ridley's not going to be there forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm genuinely surprised he's been on the book for so long. Genuinely. Like, yeah. I thought he was going to come in, do like 10 issues and dip. You know what I mean? Uh, granted, I don't know how his Hollywood work is going. I don't know if anything's happening there. But um, 
you know, I would be like, we have an area for writers that want to jump over from Marvel and do stuff. But yeah, you're not going to get on one of these big main titles anymore unless you're going to be in it for the long haul. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, and then, of course, you would have to have backup plans in case somebody's like, I'm not going to write anymore. I'm just not going to do it. And I think that's at something like I wouldn't mind having young writers as apprentices. Like, I feel like I don't know if that happens, but I think that's something that should happen. You know what I mean? Like, bring in a young writer. Bring in, like, I think DC and Marvel or any comic book company, for that matter, they should uh, run a contest every year where it's like, submit your best 20-page Batman story or your best, like, eight-page Batman story, right? And then you take the best ones to see, like, oh, this was actually really good. You publish it in a book for that year. And then, you know, you pay it. You pay them an X amount of money. And then you sell the book. And then from there, you're like, all right, we got some promising young writers in the future. Let's see what else they can do on this or that, blah, 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 and give them a chance, you know? And if those things work out, bada bing, bada boom, you got your future writers. And then you maybe have them apprentice under somebody. Like, I think that would be kind of cool. Um, granted, I don't know how you would go about paying for all of that. And I think that's obviously this is where a lot of this comes from, right? Like, where's the money coming from, man? Um, but I think that's why you see manga and everybody make anime to get the people that don't read hooked to the show, right? And then yeah. you're like, ah, oh, it's going to take us three years to make the next season. So if you really want to know what happens next with that love interest, you better go buy the book. And I would have that happening. You know what I mean? Um, unfortunately, America just doesn't view content that way, which I think is really weird. I feel like everything should feed everything, you know? But yeah, I guess not. I mean, that's how Mr. Beast does it. He, all his channels feed the main channel. So... It's pretty crazy. But anyways, that's just kind of something we wanted to talk about because we didn't really have shit to talk about this week. Um, but let's go ahead and go to viewer questions, which I don't think we have that many. So uh, No, we do not. But that is not too big of a problem because we do have at least one. Raphael did give a question on YouTube, and I believe we have at least. Let's look at Discord. We have... Like two one, three. two, three uh, questions yeah. on Discord. So we have a good handful. So let's go ahead and go to YouTube first. Raphael says, when you see that a comic is better in trade than in single issues, do you keep reading those issues or do you wait for the trade? I say it mainly there in observation towards King. That is that he works better in trade. Now I see people saying that, uh, saying this, and still they continue reading the single issues, criticizing them individually. It's strange because I think those people already know the best way to read that book. Uh, so they should uh, make... Uh, Essentially saying that those people that complain about single issues yeah, should just wait for the trade. Like, yeah, basically. Yeah. basically. So, um, so for you, mm -hmm. if you read something and you're like, ah, this isn't really hitting me, do you usually go back and, and try to read the trade or all issues? Um, I will be doing that with Supergirl because we just stopped covering it. Like, yeah. I think for the most part, if we probably didn't have this podcast, I don't know if I would be reading all of King's books week to week. Just because if we didn't have this podcast, I would have to be buying the books. You know what I mean? And granted, I still buy all of King's books anyways at the moment, but I don't go and pick them up weekly. I wait, like, I wait until they call me. 
like genuinely my comic shop has to call me and be like uh you haven't picked up your books in like two months and i'm like oh uh yeah i'll go get them and so that's what i do but i don't know i think you know it's the internet people want to find something to bitch and complain about right so they'll say something and you'll be like um but like you know they'll bitch and complain about something but they'll be like you've said this so why don't you just make your life easier and wait like nah nah because i need they need they need something to fill their life with right like they need a way to to voice their opinion because like i think that's what a lot of people have to do a lot of people feel like they have to say something instead of learning to just shut the fuck up you know what i mean um and granted we're the same this podcast doesn't need to exist you know what i mean we're part of the problem but i'm just saying there are people out there that like to complain just to complain without providing any like constructive criticism or any feedback on how to make something better they just bitch and moan because they want the attention or they just can't accept the idea that other people like shit um you know and some people think that of us you know with the batman which we're totally fine with um but you know it is i feel like we provide the constructive criticism though where other people are just bitch and moan like there's (laughs) i know there are people on youtube because like i i'm very shocked that people surprisingly watch youtube videos for comics you know what i mean i can understand the shows and stuff but like comic books it always blows my mind that people actually watch youtube videos for comics because i'm like i just feel like some people just wouldn't care you know what i mean but there are people that watch it so there's a market for it um but i know there are some youtubers that automatically shit on king like they love when king drops a new book because they're like tom king does it again you know what i mean and i'm like why fucking do it like i don't know but uh, I, being a YouTuber and knowing how that stuff that stuff sells, you know, people love when people shit on stuff. And it's also because you'll have the Tom King defenders go in there and be like, no, I'm going to fight you in the comments because Tom King's the best. You know what I mean? Um, that's how it was when I started talking shit about Gotham. You had the people that fucking were defending Gotham to the death. And you had some other people like, yeah, this guy knows what he's talking about. That show shit. We hate our lives. You know, like it's... um. You know, controversy sells, man. Controversy yeah. sells, and I think that's why it happens. Um, but yeah, I went off on a tangent there. But uh, yeah, I think that's just kind of people just want to talk shit, Raphael. That's kind of how I see it. So for um, sure. Yeah. The next question comes from Young. Did you guys like the boys finale? Are you caught up on the show? I am. Um, I spoilers for the boys. Yeah, for sure. Uh, skip ahead. I mean, well, ugh, Clay usually titles these, which Clay didn't do this in the last episode. Um, I know, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, the um, the timestamps. I guess Clay could put this spoiler in there. Um, yeah. you know that we're about to do it, and you can just skip ahead. But I have seen it. I'm actually it's the one show that I'm up to date on. Um, and. I enjoyed it, but dude, I was thinking about it after I saw the series. How far has the show deviated from the book? So I'll be completely honest with you. I just started reading the series. I'm only on like issue nine Mm -hmm. out of, I think it was, oh shit. I just recently, I I bought a humble bundle that had Mm -hmm. every single volume. Um, Wait, didn't you already own it though no so i only bought the first omnibus i think there's a total of like because you told me about it and i bought it at one point yeah there's 
there's uh i don't know I where owned, i had it on comiXology i own the first omnibus but i think there's a total of two omnibuses or three mm-hmm. and then the humble bundle uh i ended up pulling the trigger like the last day mm. and bought it yeah got you yeah i i only read the first few issues as well wasn't it something like butcher was fucking mallory or whatever right like the old lady in the show like yeah. don't they bang or whatever like that it, no it was the uh the the head of the agency at the fbi it was the same it was this those were supposed to be the same characters okay she wait which one is that didn't she die in the first series first season no it was the, the beginning so of the long. second season she dies right she was like yeah. a redhead right yeah i need to go Burnett back and watch or the whatever. first season or two yeah um yeah so i don't know how much has changed or if it's because it's so it is so politically charged with today's issues I'm just yeah. like, there's no way it's following the comic anymore. So I, I just don't know how relatable it is. So that's what I think about it. I enjoy the show. I think it's awesome. Um, I'm enjoying what they're doing. I I like that it is kind of like a political satire show. You know what I mean? Um, because I need a I need some kind of happiness with all the shit we're going through. So I kind of like the idea that some of these people are getting destroyed and blown up and shit that are terrible people. Cause you know, it is what it is. Like it's nice to see that there are people fighting in a show that are trying to be good where it feels like we're just losing constantly in the real life, in the real world. But at the same time, I like that they're showing that the main person with power is just constantly getting more and more followers. And it doesn't matter how fucked up he is that people will follow him no matter what. And seeing him fucking destroy a random human being in the in front of everybody and then being like, fuck yeah, like being okay with murder. And they're just like, yeah, murder people that are against us. Like that is fucked. And I'm just yeah. like, holy shit. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's been a good series. I love the craziness of it all with fucking um, hero gasm and all of that shit. Uh, I love people getting upset about the show, saying oh, it's got an agenda and it's got too many butts and wieners and stuff. Like, you know, I love how the boys' Twitter account is like posting all these reviews, and they're like, "Oh, have a good day!" Like, yeah. I hope, uh, I hope you find another show. Whatever. I I was so shocked, and I thought it was the best tweet when they posted the photo of the dad or the stepdad who loves fucking uh, what's his face, Homelander. Um, yeah. yeah, Homelander. And they're like Twitter's mascot, and he doesn't even have an account. I was like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> that was fucked up." And I was just like, "Holy shit!" Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a good show. Um, it's not like the greatest show in the world, you know what I mean? Um, I think I think they rely heavily on the violence to really be like, "Oh yeah, fuck, crazy," you know what I mean? And that's what I yeah. hope the Joker doesn't do if those rumors are true. You know what I mean? Because I think the boys has kind of overdone it with the massacre and craziness. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of, I already knew what was going to happen with Noir, right? Like, I saw it coming from a million miles away. I was like, yeah, he's going to get fucking destroyed right now. Um, And that happened, you know? I will say the show has managed to when I think it's like, gonna i don't want to say jump the shark i feel like that's my new thing around here but when i thought it was gonna be the same old shit 
they slightly tweak it to where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm interested for the next season. You know yeah. what I mean? So uh, that was with the Homelander stuff, right? Like, I thought, oh, great, we're going to have father and son, and they're going to take over the world. But seeing that Jensen Eccles, that's his name, right, um, comes out, and he's like, you're a fucking disappointing pussy or whatever he said. And I was like, <gasps> and then they started fighting. I was like, yes. I was like, I'm so glad they didn't go down the fucking father son route. You know what I mean? Um, so I enjoyed that. Like they, they changed it up and I was like, yeah, it's kind of cool. So, but so my, my question to you is, um, well, season four is starting in like just a few weeks already. They're mm-hmm. going to start filming. Um, do you think Newman, who is now like going to be the, possibly the new vice president of the United yeah. States. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think she dies or do they convince her to help defeat Homelander? No, I think she dies. She's pretty evil. Um, I, I wouldn't trust her anymore. She yeah, has she, an agenda. She's a true politician. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I think she should die um, because, you know, she's kind of, she low key threatens everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I don't know. I don't like it's very hard for me to get on board with people. And this is going to be a little hypocritical because obviously Batman's done this. But overall, for the most part, I don't like when people team up with villains. You know what I mean? Like if you're citing yourself with Homelander. Now, granted, they have kind of made it like, look, we're just kind of helping each other. Like, I don't like you. You don't like me. I feel like they're trying to save her character a little bit but you're still asking help from Homelander, right? And like, that was one of my biggest issues with the Batman, right? Everybody's like, the Waynes are still good. Like, they didn't know what was going to happen. I'm like, he still went to a mob boss to ask for help. You know yeah. what I mean? You can't like, you you initiated the transaction. You can't get mad with the outcome. Yeah. You know what I mean? With with somebody with that kind of background, you're, yeah. you can't just be like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen after I do this. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's... A lot of rumors, knock on wood, like, you know, with everything that happened with the whole Epstein, Genzel, whatever the fuck her name is, right? There's ties to Bill Gates. Apparently there's photos, Bill Gates hanging out with them. And there's rumors that he was trying to be like, that guy knew people that did like Nobel Prize shit. And like, apparently that's one of Bill Gates' biggest dreams is to become Mm -hmm. like a Nobel Prize person and or some kind of big award like that. And um, granted, this is all, this could all be fabricated people. I'm just throwing this out there. It's a story I read. I don't know if it's real, but um, like at that point, it's like, well, Bill Gates was working with this heinous person to get this great thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't really mean he's a great person. Now, granted people would be like, fuck any of that. Like he's a billionaire. Fuck him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it is what it is there, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's just, it's one of those things, right? Like you worked with an unnecessary evil. Like you didn't need to be a part of that. Like, why should I think you're a good person? Now, granted, there's there's always two sides to a story, right? Like, oh, I knew that person before I was even famous or anything like that. Like, I didn't even know about them, right? Like, you could tell that kind of story. And that's a, you know, that's a whole different topic. All of these topics are really murky when you think about it. But at the end of the day, it's very hard for me to root for somebody that teamed up with a villain, right? Like, yeah. um, for, for a more... I guess down to earth example or real world example. I used to follow this creator called H3H3. I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So H3H3, I used to follow him. I liked him, but then they started doing a podcast with this chick named Trisha Paytas, who I fucking hate. 
Like, I think she's just garbage. And uh, they started doing a podcast together. And I was like, why should I support you anymore? Because you're providing a platform and supporting this chick who is fucking awful. And, um, you know, some people would be like, oh, it was a, you know, she was trying to turn a new leaf. Fuck no. They ended up having a falling out, which was totally expected because she does that with everybody. Yeah. And um, I was just like, I-, I have no interest to support them anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that's kind of how it is. I just, I lose interest. So with that particular chick in the show, yeah, fuck her. I don't care. I hope she dies. Um, but I, if she doesn't end up killing one of the boys, I would be shocked. I think they're going into season four, right? One of them's dying. Yeah, I do feel like they've, they really pushed the thing with, uh, oh shit. Um, Frenchie? Frenchie and, uh, I don't even what? know her name. I can't remember her name. Yeah. Monke. Uh, that's all I know, or whatever he calls her. <laughs> but they, like, it got really intense. Like, yeah. one of them could die. Yeah. And I feel like, it would be, again, I understand it's television, a little unrealistic if all of our heroes are able to stay alive for the entirety of this series. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, with something like Stranger Things going on right now, those kids have lasted for a long time, you know? So it's not, you know, it's not unheard of for heroes to last that long. But with how hyper-violent and crazy the boys is, you would think one of those guys is, would die by now. And now yeah. they're going to have a villain that can just look at you and explode you. One of them has to die, in my opinion. You know, yeah. If they go after her like blatantly, like she knows that they're coming after them, I think one of them has to die. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. who do you think it's going to be, though? Do you think it's going to be Frenchie or what's-her-face? I hate to say this, but because of how emotionally charged they made Mother's Milk, mm-hmm. I think he may bite the bullet. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It'll be very interesting. I could see, um, oh my God, what's his name? I'm forgetting all of their names right now. Uh, the black guy. What's his name? Mother's Milk. Uh, no, that's not his name. M.M. They M- call him M.M. Is that, what has, I thought they used his real name in the show though. Uh, like, because the dad, no. the wife talks to him. She doesn't yeah. call him in him. Uh, let me uh, <laughs> let me look it up real know. quick. Um, but yeah, I could see him dying. Actually, I know him by when you when you find his name. That's what I'll be like. Oh, that's how I know. Him. Like MM. Like I completely forgot they call him that. So uh, uh, on IMDb, he is known as Mother's Milk. Um, but uh, his real name. name. His his uh, real name is Laz Alonzo, but I what? can't remember the actor's I... name, right? Yeah, because I know that the the stepdad does not call him MM. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's like Michael or fucking you know. Uh, no, I don't. I, Clarence feels very stereotypical, but like <laughs> something like that along those lines. You know what I mean? I'm forgetting his name. Anyway, somebody in the comments will let us know, but. Yeah, I know his name. Uh, I could see him dying, too. Um, but I'm curious because, like, he didn't get to kill... Uh, Baron Wallace. Wallace is his name, I think they call it. I think they say Wallace in it. Um, but, yeah. No, maybe not. I don't know. There's no way they call him M.M. Oh, no, 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 no. So, so, so the reason why M.M. also works. So, 
Baron Wallace is his name in comics, but mm-hmm. in the television series, it's Marvin. Marvin Milk. There you go. Marvin. Marvin. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, yeah, I can I can definitely hear the mom saying that now. But uh yeah, or Marv. I don't know if they do a nickname, but I could see him dying. I would be very, I don't know, man. How long do you think this show goes? I think they stop at season five. I could see it possibly, possibly six seasons. Nothing more. Yeah, I think I I think going past six for any show that has like a good track record is too much. I want to yeah. say that's around, I think Walking Dead maybe had eight seasons that was like banging. And then once Negan showed up, they were just like, nope. It's because Negan won and everybody's like, oh, he should have died. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at that. But Breaking Bad was like five and a half, six seasons, something like that. I think, uh, well, hold on, because I just recently. Because Game of Thrones was eight. and But I know yeah. the first six seasons was still fire. So um, that was uh, pretty interesting. But Breaking Bad I de- definitely is not more than Breaking six. Breaking Bad had five. Yeah. Um, and then. Yeah, there's a lot of shows out there that don't go more than five. I think uh, a lot a show a lot of people that a show that a lot of people don't talk about. I Zombie only went five seasons, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and it was fucking great. I loved yeah. I Zombie. Um, uh, Doctor Who's went like fifty plus, whatever they're how long <laughs> they've been going. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. I I think one of the boys dies in the next season for sure. Uh, probably yeah. dies on the finale. Um, and that's how they send it off going into the next thing. Because uh, I'm very shocked one of them hasn't. But I just don't know who you would kill. Um, because I feel like the Butcher, I think Butcher dies at the end saving Huey. I think that's how it's going to go out. Um, I could espe- see it. Especially now that he has a time frame that he's going to die. Although it's comic books, so I feel like they could save him somehow. He's going to get injected with fucking... Homelander's blue. blood. Yeah. Well, not his blood, but he's going to get injected with not green, the green one, but the blue one that other people take. You know oh, what yeah. I, mean? I feel like they'll inject him with that. Um, and he'll probably survive somehow and then maybe die against Homelander. But I think they'll have the payoff of Butcher killing Homelander somehow. Um, but I think he dies. I think that's the only way that show ends, right? Like he dies saving uh, the son and probably Huey and what's her name raised the kid, right? Like they probably take over and watch over him, but I wouldn't mind seeing Huey die. Um, because like, I think it'd be more impactful if he died, you know, because he's, See, always I don't think people. Huey will die, but I think that there's a possibility that starlight dies. Yeah, I could see that too. I could see that too. Um, but yeah, I think, I think MM, I think butcher dies 100%, but I could see MM dying. Uh, I think a lot of people like Frenchie and what's her name. So I don't, I don't think they're going to die. I also think they're kind of easy to kill off, you know? Um, but I think people really enjoy them. Uh, but yeah, I could see Starlight dying too. Cause she's been playing with fire a lot. Oh yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but I still want to see uh, the deep and what's his face die. Um, the speedster. I, oh, they both, yeah, they yeah. both better die before the series is over because um, they both done some fucked up shit. So, um, and also the deep is just kind of annoying, but I know he's the comedy relief. So they're going to keep him around for a while. But, dude, that I, fucking book at the end, In Too Deep. 
Yeah. I I love the satire of it all though, because like you see that shit in the real world, right? Like it is what if the Justice League was corrupted people and like yeah. they were in the spotlight. And I think that's why the show is so good and why people like it. So good stuff. What else do we got? Uh next question comes from the ponderer. Okay, I know it's not really a Batman question, but how can someone make a good Superman movie where the audience cares for Superman? and the root of him because I find people rooting more for Homelander and Omni-Man than Superman. Omni-Man? Uh, from Invincible. Oh, got you. Got you. Yeah. Um, I think you only, the reason why you see people like Homelander and Omni-Man is because they're different. You know, they're a bad Superman. And I think it's, you know, we've had a wholesome, nice Superman for 80 plus years. Right. Yeah. So I think people are like, yeah, bad Superman would be crazy. And I think it's also because people are very pessimistic. So they think the worst in everybody. So they'd be like, Superman would totally be fucking bad. Like if he existed, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's how people see it. And I think that's why they root for him. Cause they're like, they can believe that more than believing Superman, you know? Yeah. So I, that's how, kind of how I view it. How would I do a real Superman movie or whatever he said? Um, you just, I don't know, man. Like, you make the action good and you make him like he is in the comic books. Like, uh, cause I don't think you've ever really had that. Like everybody kind of like the Brendan Roth version. Right. But the action sucked in that movie. Didn't it? It's kind of garbage. The, the action near the end was stupid, but yeah. everybody says the opening scene. And I still agree with them as much of a fuckhead singer is mm-hmm. when Superman saved that plane. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Like we, we, you see him like try to stop the plane midair and like a wing flies off and he's like, shit, what do I do now? Yeah. And he like, he goes in and like, I think that scene was really, really good. Now, the one thing you have to find a balance with what people call like cheese and mm-hmm. the corniness of Superman. Like you have to make it modern and not cheesy. Yeah, that's what you need to do. And I know everybody's like, no, we like cheesy Superman because he is the best. Like, no, no, fuck that. Yeah, I like and we're going to talk about later when it comes to comics. But like Tom King writing Superman, Mm -hmm. this is a Superman that doesn't have the Justice League. And he's kind of writing a little bit of a satire on Superman's character in this book that we're going to be talking about. Mm -hmm. Like that is intentional cheese because of the way this universe of Superman works. Yeah. He's doing that on purpose. You have to intentionally write Superman as a genuine caring person. That's not just going to be like, I like to save cats and trees because that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think, you know, I think everybody loved that. Like people liked man of steel but they just didn't like how it felt depressing. You know what I mean? So I think you need to give that kind of action because Henry Cavill delivered like lines well, but they overdid it in in the Justice League, right? Like the Justice League was so bad and that's not even including the terrible CGI on the face. Um, It's just like his lines were cheesy, but Snyder's dialogue was good. It's just, it was just a little too depressing for a lot of people. And so they're like, eh, we don't like it. 
So you need to find that balance of like, oh yeah, you know, you can have them do this. You can have them save people and kind of shit like that. I mean, that's just the way I see it. I'm not the biggest Superman person, but um, you know, I enjoyed watching Man of Steel, but I understand the argument of why people didn't like, said it didn't feel like Superman. You know what I mean? So I I understand that, but yeah. So I would go from there. He also said something else, right? Uh, He's, uh, you can answer this question. Love Thor and love and thunder. I read the spoilers, but I mean, so I will say this. I went, I, for somebody who hates Ragnarok, mm-hmm. I went into the movie with expectations of, okay, this is not God of War type of mythology. This yeah. is Taika's new mythology, comedy, romance, whatever. Yeah. So my expectations were super low. Going in with super low expectations and watching this movie, it was a better experience. Did he fucking slaughter jokes over and over and over again beating a dead horse yes he did they were funny the first time the last time they were not funny Hmm. um so i would hate this movie you would hate the movie okay but i do think that there was some really good moments um i gave it a seven five out of ten so what do you think i would end up giving it you would probably give it a four (laughs) yeah uh, and that four would probably be just because Natalie Portman's in it. Um, so <laughs> I love me some Natalie Portman. But uh, yeah, I do. Did you see those two videos? I think I retweeted them on Twitter. The one where he's basically shitting on the editor or like him and that chick are kind of making fun of the editor shit. Did you yeah. see that video? Yeah. Like that was kind of dumb. Like, why would you even put that video out there? I know they were trying to poke fun, but like that still seemed kind of fucked up. But did you also see, I don't know if I retweeted this one, the one where Hemsworth literally says we sacrificed the story for jokes. The Is that, that context taken, of that? There is context to okay. that. He's talking about a four hour cut of the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got you. I still probably believe, I mean, did they? Did it seem like they sacrificed a lot for the, the jokes? So there's, uh, you've been on TikTok long enough. Do yep. you uh, know the giant Taylor Swift meme with the goats? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they found inspiration. There's two goats in the movie, mm-hmm. and they are legitimate characters from the comics. But Taika took inspiration from the Taylor Swift meme. A and meme put that's that... like fucking seven years old, eight years old. Yeah. Wow. And he put that scream. Mm-hmm. in the movie for the goats and every single time they're on scene every single time they're on screen they do the scream mm-hmm. and so again the first time okay it's funny but the last time is it's right after a real serious moment of course and then typical model. boom exactly so that was a moment that i did not like but i mm-hmm. will tell you this christian bale acted the fuck out of this movie like yeah i mean when doesn't he i i thought i was terrified of pennywise i think i should be more terrified of christian bale hmm. nice will i ever watch the movie probably not i'll watch the good shit or i'll watch the good scenes if they are on youtube as i normally do um i read the ending already so i was like oh, interesting but um i just can't take I, it's weird i just can't take taika doing superhero movies because uh, he's made a lot of other movies that I want to see that I just haven't. Like, Jojo Rabbit looks amazing, and I hear great things about it. 
Um, I've just never sat down and watched it. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to say Taika's a bad director, but when it comes to superhero movies, I feel like he doesn't take them serious. And that's what I don't like. Yeah. So I feel like he's like, oh, there's a lot of passion and stuff around this. And there's like a good fan base. Fuck the fan base. I'm going to do what I want. And I'm just like, man, fuck you, dude. Like, I hate that. So it's a, there's one thing about doing like your version, but at least respect the source material, you know? So yeah. I don't know. I hate Thor Ragnarok. I'd probably hate this one, too. I wonder which one I would hate more, though. That's the only thing I'm curious about. <laughs> so. Next question comes from uh, Red Hood. He did ask a question that we already answered, so then he asked another one. If you've read this, uh, but thoughts on Batman Contagion? Have you read this? I have not. Okay, so I actually have it here. Hold up. Uh, let me get a refresher. This is Batman Contagion right here. Oh, my okay. signal just went out. Am I still uh, here? I think. Oh, yeah, my, you, I don't know. My yeah, monitor I, randomly just went out on our podcast. No, but, I uh, yeah, this, you. You're good. This is Batman Contagion. Um, this story. So Huntress is in this book, by the way, uh, if you've never read it. If I'm not mistaken, this happens. So this was part of that big event that happened from, I believe it started with Batman Cataclysm which is when everything like gets destroyed in Gotham. Then it goes to cat. Then it goes to contagion. Then it goes to no man's land. So this was that like year and a half long story. And this was like right before no man's land happened. Um, and there was like different villains and stuff like that, but it also had a bunch of stories of like people kind of going throughout Gotham and like what's happening in these broken cities and shit. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm flipping through it right now, and there's like a lot of stuff in different like cities and shit. So I might be mixing it up with No Man's Land, but uh, Contagion was good. I I'm not gonna lie to you; it's been a while since I've read it, but I remember reading from Cataclysm to No Man's Land and enjoying the story overall. And again, it's stuff like that that you can enjoy if you know where to start. You know what I mean? Um, unfortunately, we don't really have that in DC anymore. You go by when the writer started, but this one, if I'm not mistaken, was a bunch of writers together and they're like, we planned this out for a long time. And I think it lasted for like over a year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it was cool. Um, but I, it's been so long since I read it. I couldn't tell you like specifics. Um, but I mean, it was, it's cool to read all of that old stuff. I mean, I enjoy that. I have so many of those books. It's just, I got to sit down and read them again. Yeah. Um, which I do every once in a while. So, but yeah, um, it's, it's worth a read if you ever want to, but I would say read it with the idea that you're going to read cataclysm, then contagion, then no man's land, which is yeah. a lot to undertake. So, um, that's how I would go about it. Cause nice. I think does somebody in the comments will correct me for sure. Or in the discord, but I think all of that kind of happens around the time Bane's gets his back broken too. Or Bane breaks Batman's back. Um, so I don't know if that's mixed in there, like after or before that. So somebody in the comments, okay. correct me with the timeline. But yeah, so there's that. Um, is that our last question, though? That is the last question. I know you posted on Twitter. I'm assuming nobody responded. I did not get any hits on okay. those at all. Got you, got you. I know Raphael also posted a uh, link to a Teeny Howard 
um interview, interview, yeah did you i didn't that? get the i didn't get the chance to read it so before. i read they gave me a stupid message on that website like oh cookies and stuff so i was just scrolling with that message on because i wasn't going to give them any information um but i did read her talking about catwoman and she it doesn't seem like she's gonna break them up the way she talks about it but she's going from this perspective that catwoman can be her own person and that she's trying to find out who she is if she didn't need Batman. But she's trying to figure out, like, you know, she's trying to be her own woman, but at the same time not giving up who she loves, I guess, kind of. I'm an independent idea. woman that don't need no man. Essentially, it kind of gives off that vibe, but not that bad a vibe. I recommend anybody to actually read the article because I we're just I'm definitely dumbing it down. But she talks about how she's been married for, like, 12 years. And so she's kind of coming at it from that perspective and the way like relationships have their ups and downs and, you know, that's not always perfect. And uh, yeah, so it's coming from that. So it doesn't seem like she's going to break them up, but they're definitely playing around with that in the comics. It seems like um, just because and- teeny won't do it doesn't mean chip won't. That's true. Um, so, I mean, we'll see what happens I mean, after fucking 126. I don't, I don't take anything away from that guy. So We'll see, but you know that's a spoiler for when we got. It's not even a spoiler. I just said in twenty one. We we've read it. I, I don't like it. This Discord is well aware of our feelings yes. for the next issue. Yes, for sure. no spoilers, DC. We haven't said anything. I just said we don't like it. So, um, but you know, I but I've also said I think people are going to like it too. I think it's gonna play into a certain type of Batman fan that enjoys that. Yeah, I, I'm just not that type of Batman fan. So we'll see what happens. Um, but other than that, I think we are moving on to our only two books that we have. One of them, I completely forgot to read. Um, <laughs> I was expecting to read a lot more in DC uh, this week, but it turns out two of the vampire books were just reprints. I yeah. didn't know that. I thought they were one shots again. Um, and then there I am Batman. We've kind of decided we're not covering that anymore. Um, but I will say it ends with the question showing up. I don't know what the question's doing in New York, but I guess they're just going to use a lot of other characters that never get used and put them in these other books. So, and it's the female question, by the way. Yeah. So I don't know if it's Montoya. Renee Montoya. Um, so there's that. Um, and then there was the Son of L. I think that's what the book is called. Yeah, that, it's Superman's son of Kal-El. Yeah. Yeah. So for anybody that's we don't cover that book here because it's a Superman book, but it does have Batman and Joker dying in it. So I decided to skim through it. And they introduced it Dreamer, which is if you guys have watched the Supergirl show, this is I think created on Supergirl. Right. Uh, yes, it, it was a original character created for that show. Yeah. And uh she was introduced into the comics i believe last I year the year appearance. before no this is first appearance in main continuity oh but, i got you uh she has appeared in comics before uh by the actual actress um mm. that plays her she has written like two stories for the um pride uh issues yeah. as well as her own like one shot or whatever that's cool uh, so yeah, Dreamer is in this. Uh, one thing happens in this book that I really kind of, it's a pet peeve of mine in comics, 
is when people magically just get into hideouts and fortresses, like fortresses, no problem. So Dreamer got into the uh, Fortress of Solitude, no problem. And John is like, how the fuck did you get in here? It's impenetrable. And she's like, nah, blah, blah. I saw a vision, whatever. And I was like, kind of lame, because then that means anybody that can see the future or see into somebody's mind could easily get into any fortress. I don't like that. Um, but then she talks about, she's like, it, I think the whole book centers around, she saw this vision that's supposed to happen in a week or two. And uh, it's Batman. Like, it's these random people that I thought was Lex Luthor, but I don't, it's not Lex Luthor. No, and, it's, it's a team that is working with Lex Luthor. Yeah. So they kill the Joker. Uh, and they, they pin him to a wall and they have a message. And then they drop a Joker gas bomb that's a monster over Gotham. All of these people turn into Jokerified people. And then they are searching for Batman, but they captured Batman. He's unmasked. And he's like, guys, guys, uh, don't let him do this or whatever. And then they blow his brains out. And I'm just like, what? I was like, this is the most random thing. And like Batman has went up against people like Darkseid. And you're expecting me that these two goons with bald heads that are like, so they're wannabes are the ones that take him out. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, granted, it's a vision and all this stuff, but I would prefer visions to be believable. You know what I mean? Um, but I feel like they just did that in a book to make it sell, you know? Um, and I kind of hate when that's tied because, like, I think this is going to be another one of those characters people bitch about. You know what I mean? Just because they're not okay with the character's sexual orientation or whatever. So they put something crazy in there to sell the book, you know? Um, yeah. I could be wrong, but I just think it was kind of a cheesy thing, kind of like killing Jessica Cruz and then making her come back the next issue. Um, I really just hate <laughs> well, that like kind you, of shit you, in comics. You, you, you already have the caveat of like, oh, this is only a possible future because yeah. you can change it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think they just put that in there to sell the book because when I read the article, it was like Joker and Batman die and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what book is that? Uh, and I, I went and checked out and it was that dreamer book. And I was just like, oh, okay. So they're putting something outlandish in a book to try to get it to sell. Um, Tom Taylor's not writing that one, is he? Is that his? Yeah, yeah that's, that's Tom Taylor's? Yeah. Tom Taylor just can't write Batman. I don't know <laughs> what it is. Um, but uh, yeah, so there was that, those random books there. Uh, but for the most part, what happens in Urban Legends, Clay? So in what Urban was good Legends... There is new stories in there, um, just like always. But, you know, the last few stories we haven't been liking. So I was like, okay, this is a fresh round of new stories. The only problem is it looks like these are all legitimate one shots. So it's not like they're going to continue later on. Yeah. So the first story is with Barry Allen, The Flash and Batman. This one I actually like because it's Captain Cold and Mr. Freeze teaming up together. Um, and, of course, Mr. Freeze is the one that is uh, bossing around Captain Cold. This is all for, of course, Nora and trying to get her back to the living. And this was a little bit of a quick read, mm -hmm. I guess pun intended because of the Flash. But, like, I really needed more panel progression here because... It looks like Batman is able to like do everything at the same speed as the Flash. Uh -huh. And then like at the same time, Flash keeps apologizing for taking too long to do things. 
but I think it's supposed to be like him feeling like he's taking too long, but he's actually not. He's actually, of course, being faster than everybody else. Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure what they were trying to do with this characterization of these care of these two, but near the end, I really love this last scene, this last action scene and all of this. Uh, basically snart is like, Hey, I'm not for like just killing people just to kill people. Yeah. If there's a casualty in, you know, a robbery or whatever, it sucks, but shit happens. Yeah. Freeze you. Like he's saying, like you are intentionally trying to kill like all of these people in Gotham. Yeah. And Batman for no fucking reason. Like he even says, I hate the flash, but I don't try to murder him every single time we meet. Hmm. And Mr. Freeze is like, well, he's trying to stop my plans to get Nora back. So why wouldn't I try to kill him? Yeah. So of course, Snart is starting to see like, okay, I'm really working with a psycho here. Um, So I'm going to end up helping Batman and the flash and they end up saving the day. And at the end, uh, Snart is talking to Barry and he's just like, Hey, well, talking to the Flash, he's like, Hey, maybe you know, I was a bona fide superhero today. Maybe you know, at the very least, or at the most, I should just get probation. I shouldn't have to go to Arkham, I shouldn't have to go to Blackgate or whatever. Yeah. And it's really cool because while they are in the back of a vehicle, Flash and uh, Captain Cold, you see a stack of papers. Mm-hmm. Um, with a post-it note and a paper clip um, that says the right way. And it does mention in this story that Snart is like a civics engineer or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Batman talked, quote unquote, to Bruce Wayne and Bruce Wayne is offering him a job. Oh, so, that's cool. So I thought that was really, really cool. We've always said how that is something that we enjoy in yeah. the stories of Batman, how he actually tries to help people outside of just beating the crap out of criminals. Yeah. Um, the next story um, is with Aquaman, Mira and Batman. Um, it's funny that you talk about dreamer kind of going into the fortress because this very first page uh, Aquaman and Mira come up from the ocean through Gotham Bay into the cave and you just see Batman without even turning around. He's like, hey, Alfred, make sure we seal off some of these things underneath the Batcave. Yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Aquaman was like, I'm sorry for the intrusion. He's like, and Batman legit says, no, you just shown me a weakness in my in my fortitude. So thank you. We're going to fix that problem now. Yeah. Um, but basically, I'd be like, can this- you take care of it on your way out? <laughs> <laughs> you this know? story basically surrounds... Uh, when Joker first made the or poisoned the water um, with his uh, his very famous like laughing fish or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this poison, this laughing gas, whatever you want to call it, is apparently still lingering throughout the ocean mm-hmm. and is affecting random marine life in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see uh a giant sea monster that's infected by it. We see some sharks or whatever. And basically Aquaman, Mira and Batman all, you know, basically fix the issue. Um, It's just a whole bunch of, 
fancy like Batman being in a submarine, mm. a lot of sea monsters. It's all just for the art, to be completely honest. Yeah, this wasn't the stuff. greatest story, but it looked really, really good. At one point, um, Mira does a Kamehameha with water. Um, <laughs> Not a Luffy move. You know? <laughs> if anybody um, that doesn't understand that, you got to follow our Twitter. But there yeah. was a... Some brave soul that decided to say that some One Piece move was more influential, iconic. yeah, iconic yeah. than the Kamehameha, which is complete and utter bullshit. Um, so we make fun of it. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, at one moment, uh, just because again, it sucks that these books aren't um, their own stories, so they can't really have as much panel progressions as they probably need in order to portray what they're trying to do in a single page. But at one moment, it does look like Batman is doing magic to a sea creature, hmm. um, which is very, very odd. But they fix the issue, and then Aquaman calls in a killer whale, an orca, for Batman to ride back home to Gotham. Uh, and then... I was going to read this book with the JSA and Black Adam and Batman, but when uh, I think it was by the second page, um, I think Hawkman asks Batman, like, how are you one person going to do a better job than us as a whole, the Justice mm -hmm. Society? And Batman said, oh, that's easy. I'm Batman. I was like, yeah, no, I'm sorry. That, like, yeah, the I'm Batman thing, I think the little people get a little carried away with it and they do it for the memes. Yeah. Um, you have to really pick when you do the Batman. I'm I was actually looking at a lot of my notes for the stuff I want to write in Batman. I don't think I've ever wrote that. Um I don't I, think I, I have a I'm the Batman moment. I don't think you need it anymore. Yeah. Now, granted, cleverly, Matt Reeves and the Batman used it in a completely different way saying mm. i'm vengeance yeah when we saw that trailer we're like oh shit yeah it was cool but like that was when we had hope yes yeah. the <laughs> the idea of i'm batman is like it's it's cool when it's somebody who is unfamiliar mm -hmm. with the world of dc when you're talking to hawkman a fellow hero that has known you for years why do you have to remind him that you're Batman? Yeah, I agree. I think it's also like you need a real good reason for him to say that. Like if Batman was getting the shit beat out of him and he just kept getting up, kind of like the Tom King thing. I don't want to steal it from that. But if he's like, why do you keep getting up? Like, I'm just going to beat you down. Like, why are you going to do this? Like, get up. I mean, I feel like I'm genuinely stealing Tom King's thing right here. But for example, like at that point, if you're talking, if he's if he needs to answer the question of like why he's doing something, um, I think that's where it could work. Like if he's just like a bloodied beat up Batman and he's like, because I'm Batman, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I think you would need to add something in there. Like kids are watching it happen or somebody he's trying to save watches it happen. You know what I mean? Cause that's a little bit more impactful, right? Because those people are watching Batman stand up for them. And so he's being questioned and he answers like, I do this because I'm Batman. Like, I don't do this for X amount. of. He's not going to reveal the real reason to do it. You know what I mean? Um, but again, even then, I think you have to set up a good context of why he would say that. But just being like, because I'm Batman is now you're getting into um, how it should have ended fucking 
series. Yeah. You know what I mean? The the YouTube yeah. show. So um, yeah, it doesn't work. Like it, it is a meme at this point. And yeah, I don't think you need it at all. Yeah. Um, it's very hard to pull off something really cool like that without it being cheesy. Um, you know? Um, For sure. And yeah, I think, I think you should avoid that kind of stuff. And I feel like a lot of writers continue to do that. Right. Like, cause Tom King could have easily put I'm Batman instead of I'm still here. Yeah. You know what I mean? With that whole thing, it could have ended with like, because I'm Batman. And I would have been like, Ew. um, but like he didn't. And I think that's kind of the same thing with Matt Reeves. Right. Like we're like, Oh, just the slightest change can make something awesome. And, um, so yeah, I agree. Like uh, that's kind of cheesy. Uh, I did see that the last story. Obviously, I don't think you read any beyond that, but it has Catwoman in it. Um, I don't know what was going on there, but Catwoman was in that story, so cool. It uh, like it's a story that is narrated by uh, the Riddler, mm -hmm. and it's basically just a story of who he thinks like the character of Batman is. Oh, okay, it, he's just like, oh, you know, he fights the penguin and he doesn't like the penguin blah blah but like he also likes Catwoman and it's like it it legitimately feels like maybe for a young reader like 13 yeah. and younger <clears throat> could possibly read that story and be like oh I understand who Batman is you know what I don't like about urban legends I don't like that there's not a theme that goes along with it yeah like urban legends should be people telling stories about batman from their perspective no the shit from freaking detective comics that we read that mm -hmm. one dude being yeah. like oh yeah that was tamaki know, right i think yeah 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 that should have been a story of urban legends yeah there is a story in uh you know like dc randomly throws together those random books with just random scattered issues it was a batman v superman book and it was like a lot of just Batman and Superman stories together. There's one story of two kids fighting, uh, having a little argument of who would win in a battle. And it's like, no, Batman would win because he would bring out his kryptonite and he would do this. And they're like, yeah, but Superman would actually win because he would do this to block the kryptonite. He's like, oh, yeah, well, Batman would actually get in his spaceship and fly out to this. Like, it was a really fun story to read because at the end, Superman and Batman are watching the two kids. And, like, Superman's like, what do you think? And he's like, I actually would have done this. Or he says something like that. And yeah. it's just funny, and then they both like fly away, which I thought yeah. was kind of cool. Well, so and I've more stories like that. I've even said, and we've hinted like we want this story to come out. Snyder's uh, secret society of I can't even remember what it was. The unsolved mysteries, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, like if he was to ever come back. That's what he should write. Throw that into urban legends, mm -hmm. you know, so that way. It's a, like there's a reason why it's called. I'd probably urban retitle that though, because I think people have already given up on urban legends. You know, probably I would title that something new. Um, but, but even I, still, that is themed to a point. You know, for sure. It, you know what it made me think about that because that story was so good. Um, but I was thinking because I forgot. I don't know if I read an article or something. It was something having to do with Tamaki. But it made me think of, it sucks that Tamaki didn't do shit with the Black Book. That was just used for Damien to steal it and go try to solve his own little mystery. The Black Book of Batman could have been something so great. Yeah. And she didn't really do much with it. So that's a little bit unfortunate. I wish they would kind of revisit that. 
Um, but you know, I have a bunch of things I wish they could do, but I got to save those to myself. So, uh, <laughs> we'll go from there, but let's go ahead and move on to the final book of this week and which it's not a Batman book, but you know, we cover Tom King here. We cover everything he does, uh, besides Supergirl. Cause Clay was like, no more after this issue. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I, you're the Superman person here. So what did you think of this? Well, I kind of gave a little bit of a hint there when we were talking about, uh, you know, the perfect Superman yeah. movie or whatever. Tom King does kind of portray Superman in so a... So explain where this comes from first, like what this is, because I don't think any people know. Yeah, so of course, uh, the Dark Crisis stuff is happening right now in DC Comics, and on issue 75 of Justice League, um, they got fucking mollywopped by a whole slew of characters yeah and uh paragon is a character that basically seemingly killed all of the justice league but in reality what ended up happening is they're all being thrown into like these i don't know yeah, how don't to know explain it it's 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 worlds where they like the world that they dream of mm -hmm. that would be the perfect world is what it's okay. supposed to be. So and... Batman's going to kill Joker while smiling. Yikes. According to, according to, <laughs> according to Chip. Yes. Uh, but this is Superman's story. Um, and what makes it quote unquote, his perfect world is the fact that, he's able to raise his son from from being a young age to an adult rather than him just coming home one day and he's 18 years old. You think that's a shot at Bendis? Oh, 100%. Yeah. But King likes Bendis, which is funny. So like, I'm pretty sure they're friends because he references Bendis on that word balloon podcast a lot because I yeah. think besides Tom King, Bendis is the one that's on there the most. Yeah. So they're friends, but um, yeah, it definitely does seem like a shot, um, which is interesting, yeah, which is the way shows, it should have happened. This shows it's really cool because John is treat Superboy is treated almost like a Robin in the sense yeah. of like his costume and everything mm -hmm. and even the relationship a little bit. Yeah. And he I acts like, like a Robin. He does. He does. His way. Yeah. And I like this. But again, it goes out of its way sometimes to be like, oh, here's the cheesy Superman, quote unquote, everybody loves. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the stuff that I'm a little tired of when it comes to mm -hmm. Superman, because he can be so much more and people still go back to that. Yeah, I agree. Um, this was the first time that I was reading Tom King and I'm and it's not I've noticed it's not just Tom King that does that. It's kind of a lot of writers lately. I'm tired of people just cussing. Yes. Like, that's getting really annoying to me. Um, John cusses at one point in the story. I was like, that wasn't necessary. And I know we do it in everyday life. Like, I cuss like a sailor. But I also just do it, like, subconsciously. Like, I don't even know I'm cussing sometimes. I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, is it right there? Um, and so, like, seeing it in books is getting kind of annoying. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like to the point where it's like, I'm the goddamn Batman. Like, I fucking hate that line. It's so <laughs> annoying to me. 
but people were using it for a long time. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's getting a little tiresome for me. So uh, I know they're probably going to get a little bit more of that. Uh, King even made a joke about it, though. So I like I think he's self-aware. He made a joke on his timeline recently where somebody was like, hey, can we just have a book with that chick from the U.S. or the CIA or whatever just cussing like every panel? And he was like, yeah. He was like, we just got to get some art for it or some shit like that. He's made some stupid joke about it. But people have, have mentioned it to him. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting kind of tired of the, everybody and their mom cussing in every book. It's just getting kind of annoying. Yeah. So, uh, but overall, you know, like, again, I'm not the biggest Superman person. So I thought this book was interesting. I like the idea that John was flying to the, you know, he wanted to go past Jupiter, right? Like he wanted to go farther beyond and save more people because he could hear people dying. So I liked him trying to be a hero. You know what I mean? even beyond listening to his father. He was like, I need to do what I think is right. So I kind of enjoyed that aspect of the story. And I like how Superman was like, you know what? You got to be your own man. It's what you're going to do. Um, and I can't stop you from doing that, you know? Because he kept doing it no matter what. Like he was like, stop going out there. Stop doing that. I like that there was a moment when Superman saved his ass, uh, when Orion was beating the shit out of him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Like it's just something different. And this would ideally be the way that John should have grown up, you know, instead of getting fucking automatically turned into a 20 year old or whatever the fuck he is now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, th that's the one thing I do appreciate of King is he tries to show you a timeline uh, or he uses time as a way to progress things in his story. Like, and it, it could even be happening in that moment that he uses it where one of his best versions of that is those like i think it's like what 18 panels of it's like three nine panel pages in uh what is it the the bullet time or bullet uh fuck what is that book called that he came out with that was uh with the flash it's called um the you flash. know the the watchman oh one. uh uh um, i forget what oh, it's fucking shit. called yeah um the button the button there you go uh, when he is like getting the shit beat out of him by reverse flash and every panel is a second of him getting beat up for like, I know it's like 18 to 29 panels or something like that. 20 something panels. And it's just a second. And he was all like, you're not going to be able to beat me. He's like, I don't need to beat you. I just need to outlast you. And then the flash shows up and fucking knocks out reverse flash. Like I thought that was a really good way to tell time in this particular thing. He was doing it by chapters, and each chapter was a year in uh, John's life, which I thought was really cool. And you could yeah. see Superman aging over that time, which I thought was pretty cool. So I like the progression. But overall, like, you know, it's a one shot. I wasn't expecting a lot from it. And it was just a cool Elseworld or, uh, you know, Superman story. Um, yeah. I won't lie. When I started reading this, I was like, how does this fit into Flashpoint? And then I was like, oh, it's Dark Crisis. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I was like, there's already a Superman. I was like, why is he? Wh who is this Superman? And where's the skinny one? Um, so I was kind of confused while reading this. But I, I haven't been really keeping up with the whole Dark Crisis shit. So I'm just kind of like, oh, we got two big events happening at once, which I feel like the Flashpoint one is just kind of on the wayside. And like, it's not part of the bigger DC shit. They're kind of just letting Johns do something, you know, which is weird. So we will be expecting... If this is true, that mm -hmm. scares me. But Dark Crisis Worlds Without a Justice League Batman 
because this is Superman. Mm-hmm. It looks like they are wanting us to wait until the very end of the Justice League line. We are getting this in November. Okay. Um, interesting. Interesting. Um, oh, sorry, I was getting a text that I needed to answer. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I'm curious. What do we? What do we have next week? Maybe anything spicy next week? So next week, I was just looking at that for. Batman related stuff next week we have Superman Batman World's Finest number five uh we're probably gonna skip it but Batman the Night number seven uh if I'm not mistaken that one's worth skimming okay I'll look into it because it's like um kind of pulled from the animated series I'll say that as a teaser okay we have Catwoman 45, so we can finally talk about what we have been trying to really bite our tongues about. Yeah. Um, there is also a, another one-shot for DC vampires uh, called All Out War. And then after that, we have Nightwing 94. Hmm. Nice, nice, nice. So that's what you guys can expect next week. But that is it for this podcast. Clay, what do you got going on? Also, I believe you have a Patreon now? Yeah, so Patreon. Uh, for those of you who follow me on the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network, it is their Patreon. So ah, okay. go check them out. Um, I actually have a show on there on my own. I have been on other people's episode, oh, excuse me, episodes on that Patreon. But I finally did a show of my own called for the first time so what that is is i am going back to all of the shows that i never jumped on the bandwagon for and i am finally starting to watch those shows first i am doing game of thrones i have seen the first two episodes of game of thrones man the ending of that of the ending of the very second episode Mm -hmm. of season one I yeah. can already say, don't tell me, no spoilers, people. Yeah. But fuck this Joffrey kid. And <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and fuck this Cersei chick. Like both yeah. of them. I already want them to be slaughtered by the end of the season. I already know yeah. some things, mm-hmm. but I want them to die in every horrible way. Yeah. After just the second episode. The um, one thing I will say, I'm not, this isn't any spoilers, it's just kind of the vibe of Game of Thrones. I don't think there has been any show like Game of Thrones in the last 10, maybe even 20 years that people watched like they watched Game of Thrones. People will say Breaking Bad, but I don't even think Breaking Bad was as popular. Um, because like Game of Thrones was like an event every fucking week. Everybody at our old job used to watch that shit. When it was yeah. Game of Thrones, some people would leave early to go home to go watch that shit. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. And if, if you were working, it was like, don't bother us for this hour. Because everybody had their phone out fucking watching this show. <laughs> and we were just, like, letting shit pass. And we are like, sorry. Because we didn't want anybody to spoil it. And then, of course, once it was over, like, dude, that was fucking crazy. Like, you know? So, so uh, the really cool nuts. thing about this idea, though, is I'm not going to try to binge a whole bunch of episodes and then talk about it. It's just like because everybody's already seen this show. Like yeah. my, these are just my thoughts on it. So it's very short, like freaking. I think the last episode was only 18 minutes of just my thoughts. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, so I am doing this one episode every single week. So I'm going to go through it for 73 weeks for Game of Thrones, which is two and a half years or one and a half years. It's one and a half years. Yeah. Um, they're talking about a spinoff. So yeah, no. So I'm going to be watching house of dragons Mm -hmm. on, no, they're talking about a spinoff of this kind of Yeah. They're, they're going to do Jon Snow story. Yeah. But the thing is, I technically already watched the very last episode, so I know yeah. how I know how his his story ends. Yeah. So I'm going to watch that if it somehow debuts in the time that I'm still doing this, because mm-hmm. I I highly doubt it will. But yeah, if it I does, I will know at least enough to be able to watch that show. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna be watching House of Dragons when it comes on, also. Because it is a prequel, so it's not going to hurt too much for what I know. I think, yeah. um, but I you also could technically, have... if you wanted to, just watch an episode, record, watch an episode, record, watch an episode, just so you don't have to worry about them for a month. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? that's what I would do. So I think that's what I'm going to do when the baby gets here, because shit, that's oh. in three freaking months. Yeah, um, I would but... start recording those now. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but I also. Uh... The the shows that I kind of have lined up after Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. uh, Dexter, because I still have not seen a single episode of Dexter. Dexter. Yeah, damn. But I I know what great. it's about. I know. It's I about, mean, I don't so... want to say that show's great. I want to say seasons of that show are great. I I I know the controversial ending because everybody talked about it when yeah the thing came out. Yeah. So I uh, Dexter is one that I've never seen. Um, and I mean, with all of these streaming services. There's a shit ton of stuff that I could put yeah. on that show. So go check it out. It's $5 uh, for Patreon there at the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. Um, I will say for any of you Star Wars fans, I did an interview with Adam Christopher uh, for Shadow of the Sith. And me and my co-host have gotten two books in the Star Wars universe that are uh, releasing in the next few weeks early. And I'm finishing those up uh, in the next two weeks and we'll be dropping those pretty soon, excuse me, because the embargo is up on that. So nice. be on the lookout for those. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Noise, noise. Uh, I would say just follow my YouTube channel. Um, it's been going well. Something weird happened and I'm going to blame somebody in my discord. So I had a video yesterday that was at 300 plus views. I woke up this morning and it was at 77 and I was like, the fuck? But somebody in my discord yesterday was talking about how you, how do you buy YouTube views? Cause I did this as a test on TikTok like over a year ago and they kept asking me questions. I was like, I'm not going to tell you where I got them. And I was like, and I don't think you should do this because you can get your channel deleted. I'm kind of just thinking the coincidence is too weird that I got these phantom views this is something that has never happened to me, by the way. And I'm curious if somebody bought me YouTube views to maybe fuck me over or to or thinking that they were going to help me. But I just think that's really weird. That kind of sucks. Yeah, really weird. And I even asked YouTube, I was like, how does this happen? And they're like, well, we do this to check real-time views. And I was just like, are you saying they're fake? Because I don't want to get in trouble by somebody that somebody else is doing that. You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah, very interesting. Um, But I just thought it was very odd. 
for somebody to say that in my Discord, and then that happens within 24 hours. So very odd. If you're listening to this, I don't think you are. But um, yeah, don't do that shit. And I, I tried to talk to them on Discord, and they never fucking answered. So um, yeah, that's a, that's a thing that happened. But Go check out our Discord uh, if you want to talk during the week on anything, ladies and gents. Also, go subscribe to my YouTube channel or my TikTok because I've been posting content there every once in a while. But that's going to be it. As always, I am Juice Wayne. He is Fanboy Clay. And remember, Batman is awesome. Batman! News Weekly.